The information provided is not a substitute for legal and other professional advice where the facts and circumstances warrant. People should always consult their own legal or other professional advisors and discuss the facts and circumstances that apply to their specific circumstances. The information shared on Ask the Landlord is for educational purposes only. Hello to everyone listening out there. Happy almost spring. And we're back with another episode of Ask the Landlord with our favorite landlord, Albert Dweck. I'm Melissa. I'm one of Albert's producers and a former New York City renter. And together, we're going to be asking this landlord some questions. Hello, Albert. Hello, Melissa. Hello, hello. All right. Here's my question for today's episode. It's a good one. What is the difference between a rent-stabilized apartment and a rent-controlled apartment? And can you just define those terms and tell us a little bit about them? Sure, sure. Um, they mean a little bit uh, different things in different places. Um, and I think globally, you probably want to distinguish the difference between rent regulated apartments and free market apartments, which we can talk about. Um, and then specifically rent control versus rent stabilization. Um that's rent controlled, more like a New York City thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the term rent control is and rent stabilization essentially are limits to what a landlord can raise rents at the expiration of a lease. Um, okay. And... New rent control in New York City uh, started basically in the 1920s where there was some fear of price gouging by landlords. So the government said, you know, for a temporary measure so that, you know, I think they were returning troops from World War One, maybe. The government said, you know, we're worried about people taking advantage and we want to make sure that people be able to get affordable housing. Um, so we're going to make a temporary control of rents so that, you know, just rents won't escalate like crazy. Rent stabilization happened in a similar way. Um, where there were returning troops really from World War II, rent control also, for the most part. And, you know, people were worried, uh, and it was enacted as a temporary measure to uh, make sure that, you know, people couldn't raise rents like crazy uh, to take advantage of a particular situation. Now, rent control, since it predates rent stabilization, it, it really was... A lower meaning the rents that were much lower, um, and what that means is there's some there's um, a rules about how they can be raised. So, for example, right now, I actually have people in a building paying like two hundred dollars a month for a very large apartment. Um, wow! And those are rent control, uh, rent control, and there's a succession in that in that if people living in the apartment, uh, kids uh, for a certain amount of time, 
whatever they could take over that lease from their parents right so and continue paying two hundred dollars yes now the other thing is that the increases on that are set in new york by what's the rent rent guidelines board which is appointed by the mayor it's about a nine person board that has different representatives on it from landlords from tenants hmm. uh, etc and they say oh this year the rent increases are going to be x or y so the so in other municipalities in the country there's a very few places that have rent control as a capitalized term that but you could see if someone's paying like $200 and their rent goes up 3% it's not a lot of money it's like $6 right so that's how the the rent stays that low okay the but rent control what happens is if if someone gives up a rent control apartment in New York City you know it can be moved to market rent as opposed to a stabilized a rent stabilized apartment which is the bulk of the apartments in New York City are rent stabilized those are basically any building that was built before 1984 and has more than five units was subject to rent stabilization unless it was deregulated uh, before uh, the laws changed uh, a few years ago. Um, and generally across the country, you know, rent, there is some sort of rent stabilization. There was in some, in some places um, like California, Oregon has statewide rent stabilization now. New York State has some uh, where there's a restriction on how much you can raise the rent on an expiring lease for renewal. So that's the and and usually that's tied to usually tied to CPI. So like, oh, you can only raise the rent by a CPI measure, something like that, right? So, Melissa, does that, do you have any questions? I know you're, you know, you're a former New York City renter and <laughs> this exists upstate also, New York, and this exists and it oh. happens to be going around around the country. So happy to discuss yeah, let's, it. Let's circle back to, uh, I think as everyone, when they hear the terms, they don't really know. I didn't know the difference between rent stabilized, rent controlled. To me, it's just, oh, this apartment is worth a lot less than it should be, right? How do I get one? Like, how do I win that lottery? And I think that's something we'll talk about. But so like the $200 apartment, this example, right? Let's say this person is older. They pass away. They don't have kids. Does that $200 apart- apartment stay at that price or does it go up to $3,500 or whatever if it's it rent control, be? If it's rent control, it goes. It comes out. So it's not, it goes to market value. Right. And rent, okay. and if it's rent stabilized, it doesn't. It would stay? Yes. And are, are like our landlords honest in New on York, that? Is there, in New York State. In New York. Is there a law that is regulating those apartments to make sure they stay affordable? In New York State, yes. And it's not necessarily, it's not that they stay affordable. It's that they stay regulated. Regulated. And do you not like these regulated apartments? I think it's a short term. So the short answer is um, I'm not a fan of regulation. Um, I'm more of a free market economist kind of a guy. And I feel like what happens is 
unfortunately, and there's a lot of studies done on this uh, from all kinds of economists, and they say that, you know, what was the point of rent stabilization was it was like an emergency measure that was put in place so that uh, people wouldn't take advantage. But then what happens is our politics are short term. Mm-hmm. We don't elect people for more than four years. Right. We've talked about this before. So I'll just give you an example. In New York City, New York City has, let's say, three million households, eight and a half million people, roughly. Of the three million households, two thirds of them are renters. So if now if you're a politician wanting to get elected in New York City, you know, most of your constituents are renters. So you're going to pander to renters on a short-term basis. Now I say in New York City, of the 2 million rent rental apartments, half of them are rent stabilized. Wow. So now, so now if you're a renter in New York City and you're like half the renters in New York City are rent stabilized, so now you're going to, you're going to vote for someone that's going to sort of keep things where they are, even though that's bad for you in the long run. Now, why is that bad for you in the long run? Well, it's a short-term thing we get. Like it's So let's say someone has a rent-stabilized apartment. Let's say they're paying, an easier example, right, is let's say they're paying $1,000 a month and they're in an old building, right? Let's say the building's 100 years old, okay? And they've been living in this building for 20 years, okay? And the rent's $1,000. The market rent for that apartment, if it was fixed up, let's say is $3,000, just to use a round number, and we're making up an example, okay? So now, what you've done is you say, okay, look, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you're paying $1,000. We want to keep you in that apartment because it's affordable for you, right? Makes sense in the short term. That's great, except... So that's in the short term, yeah, you're keeping the rent at $1,000 and you're increasing it by, you know, New York uh, Rent Guidelines Board said 3.5% increase this year uh, coming up in uh, October, September, 3.5%. So basically that rent can go up $35, which is good, except, I don't know, Melissa, I'm going to ask you a dumb question. (laughs) If you're paying attention to inflation, what's the inflation rate? Is it more or less than 3% today? I'll say more. More. So basically (laughs) what's happening is expenses to run the building are going up Mm -hmm. by more than 3%, but the rent is only going up 3% in New York. Okay. So now we have that. That's an issue, right? For the landlord, fine. But so, but... Like I said, in the short term, it's good. So a person's paying a thousand; they're really just going to be paying a thousand dollars, and it's not going to change for them. So, but what if they want to move somewhere else? It's going to cost a lot more. Yeah, it unfortunately by controlling the thousand dollar apartment and making it so the people don't move, you're you're constraining supply, so that the apartments that are available are more expensive mm, and the apartments that the people are right and the apartments the people that are in there's no incentive for the landlord to fix them mm. 
Right. Because so the landlord can't get, any, can't get any more rent as a result of that. Right. So it's a little bad. It's a bad loophole they're in. It's a it's bad. Like a, it's a cycle. It's, a good, it's good for today. Yeah. But, you know, in five years from now, in 10 years from now, you know, these people are going to have hopefully a growing family or they're going to, they want to move or they want to change their lifestyle. And the apartment's, you know, there, but there's no incentive to fix it. Now, in other places in California, for example, that where the, in municipalities where there are rent stabilization, rent control, when an apartment becomes vacant, so while, so there's rent control while an apartment is occupied, right? Which is, this is the mo- in most cases how it works, is while an apartment is occupied in most cities, right? There's a limit to what a landlord could raise the rents. In, where there is rent stabilization and rent control across the country, which is not a lot of places, although it's getting more popular, there's a restriction on how much the landlord could raise the rent for an existing tenant. However, when it becomes vacant, the landlord could then raise the rent to market. But not in New York. <laughs> not in New York. New York, New York State is the only state in which vacant apartments are also still regulated. Wow. And how do you feel about that? Yeah, so it's it's you know, it's uh it's challenging. Um it's challenging. Um and it's uh it's not a free market, right? So it's uh on, like I said, in the short term it's good for people, but really once you get past the short term, it doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense. So what the idea to make now your question, you know, there's a lot, this is one of those things like Albert, how do we make housing more affordable? Right. We'll, we'll come to that, but, but I wanted to check in. So basically most buildings in New York city are rent stabilized initially. Right. And then if the landlord did some work prior to 2019 to, get the units out of rent stabilization, they could be free market. There's, you know, like I said, half the half the, the rentals in New York are free market. But also I wanted to digress for a second, is that out of the 3 million apartments in New York, New York City is five boroughs. So one third of them are for available for sale, right? So you say to yourself, why are things so expensive in New York? To buy, it's because only one third of the market is available for sale. And then one third is locked up in rent stabilization, which is really not coming out. And one third is rentals for free markets. And those are hard to come by because those the one third that are for sale are not available. And the one third that are rent stabilized are not available. So if you're a renter coming to New York to rent, you're saying, why is it so expensive? Well, it's expensive because you're only playing in one third of the supply. Simply. Right. So now how do you fix that is a big question. But first I wanted to make sure I answered the question as to what's rent stabilization. What's re- So basically it's a restriction on how much a landlord could raise the rent every year. Mm-hmm. And is it based on the government or it's based on that board that you mentioned? So in New York? In New York. City. 
in New York City. It's based on the rent guidelines board that meets and decides what the rent increase should be, but that has nothing to do with anything. Okay? Mm-hmm. And in other municipalities, they do. They have some CPI measure, you know, consumer price index measure, okay. where they'll say, okay, here's what inflation is. I'm going to raise it by 5% or 7% or the CPI, whichever one is higher or lower. So that this way they're keeping up with inflation. Mm-hmm. So that's, but, and then there's some states, for example, like New Jersey, New Jersey doesn't have rent control per se. Oh, sorry, but it, it hasn't, some municipalities have it. But as on a statewide basis, you can't raise the rent unconscionably. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to prove to a judge that, hey, my expenses went up by this, uh, therefore this is justified. You know, so you can't go just go crazy without oversight. Yes. I have a question to make this a little bit more relatable because like a lot of renters will be like, oh, why is my rent getting raised every year? And what you're addressing is inflation, right? So if we take it to another level, like small businesses, right? Do you feel, I'm trying to think of an example of someone you use every year, like maybe a cleaner or your supers or like a, a maintenance person, do they raise their their prices do you notice sure. them raising their prices? Sure. Is it well, annually? Well, let's let's talk about that. Like you have, um, let's say you know what's going around in the in the country in the last few years was minimum wage. They raise mm-hmm. minimum wage a lot. So, mm-hmm. and you see this all over. Like you can't, you know, everyone's fully employed or whatever. Their employment unemployment is three and a half percent, and you see advertising like seventeen dollars an hour in like a fast food restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. So that that means that everyone has to get paid a certain amount of money to work. Of course. On a baseline. So that costs more to have workers. Mm-hmm. So that's an increase in cost. How about, oh, there's a war in Ukraine and Russia, and you know because of that, uh, prices for utilities went up. Mm-hmm. Everyone's prices for utilities. Gas prices went up. You know. My- my mother-in-law lives in Burbank, California, and she rents, and her gas bill is usually like $20, and two months ago, it was almost $300. That's what I'm it, saying. So that's That was wild. <laughs> so what happens if a landlord is paying that bill or a tenant is paying that bill? Those are you know, things that people have to deal with. You know, uh, everything, So those things go, cause prices to go up, and then you know, the costs to go up, and, and you know, there's a, one of the myths where you're working to dispel here on Ask the Landlord is that landlords are rich or whatever it is. It's, it's right. like out of a dollar, you know, landlords only make six cents So on average. So, you know, one of the important things to understand is, you know, you have to keep up with inflation with your rents um, as a landlord. And that basically that's what you could expect as a tenant, um, except, you know, when you have rent control or rent stabilization, you know, you have the municipality says basically what's the what what the rules are um unless they're free market apartments so that's the that's the story and then did i answer your questions on the like what rent stabilization is you definitely did and i think it's also interesting to point out that i i assumed it was only in new york city so i think it's very interesting right that you pointed out that it's nationwide it's not it's it's not nationwide it's like it's it's as the governments across the country have gotten more progressive. The rents, it's it's come, it's a wave that's certainly happening where there's like 
people want to control rents. Mm-hmm. Right. So, certainly. Yeah, it was very interesting. Thank you so much for answering our question. You're welcome. For more episodes, please subscribe to Ask the Landlord on your favorite podcast platform. We'd appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch the show, check out our Ask the Landlord YouTube channel. If you have a question for Albert, feel free to contact him on Instagram at Ask the Landlord and check out his TikTok at Ask the Landlord. Bridging the gap between landlords and tenants, this has been Ask the Landlord. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.